switched on on F104 and I'm joined by sleep expert Tom Coleman. Hello. Hello, thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for chatting to me. So I suppose in general, what are some of the best ways to improve our sleep? I always say to people, you, you know, good sleep habits start from the moment you wake up because every single thing you do throughout the day will in some way inform the quality and quantity of your sleep. So the first thing is get outside. Instead of engaging with the phone and that type of light, get outside for natural sunlight because that has a profound impact on things like melatonin levels and your ability to sleep and the timing of your body clock. So we need to let the brain and body know what time it is. So get outside, get natural sunlight. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you can stay active during the day, the more activity we have generally, the better we tend to sleep. Your coffee, and look, we all maybe like our caffeine, that's fine, but I, I would say to people, don't overconsume, and a, cut, a cut-off point would be probably around lunchtime, because it stays in the system for a long time. Um, then, as afternoon, evening come in, we need to start winding down, cognitively and mentally, we seem to be just busier than ever these days, so... You know, we should learn to wind down because stress is huge when it comes to sleep. And the same mm-hmm. systems that control stress control sleep. So, and I think a good routine also is, is crucially important. So what so, usually would be involved in a good routine then? So a good routine, I, the first thing is, I suppose, get off the, the uh, phones or the screens mm-hmm. or that type of thing, you know, an hour or two hours before bed. Start to just wind yourself down. Maybe think about, you might want to shower uh, a couple of hours before bed. And as counterintuitive as it may be, if we have a warm shower, that causes a kind of rebound cooling effect and that helps us fall asleep. And then I suppose your sleep environment is hugely important as well. That, you know, it's a cool, very dark place uh, that's clutter-free. It brings a sense of calm. You know, we're very sensual creatures, so we want a sensory haven. And then the, the kind of 10 minutes when we get into bed, certainly an eye mask, I would highly recommend. It's, it's one of the, the low-lying fruit, very easy. It will improve your sleep immediately. Some people may want earplugs as well, soft earplugs to, to block out the sound. But um, I would definitely recommend a conscious relaxation. You can, you can listen to relaxing music, uh, meditation, all of those things to to wind ourselves down will really help with uh, bringing about peaceful, restful sleep. And I suppose at the moment as well, we're kind of dealing with this heavy heat as well late at night. Is there anything we can be doing that can help counteract that? Yes. I mean, temperature is key when it comes to activating sleep because your core body temperature reaches its peak at about 5 p.m. And from that point on, it tries to cool, and we must cool the brain and the core by one to two degrees in order to achieve sleep. We simply can't fall asleep in a warm room. So, your bedroom, I would recommend keeping the blinds of the curtains closed through the day and keeping keeping it well ventilated, keeping the windows open. Um, ideally, you know, we're looking at sort of an ambient temperature of about 18, 20 degrees. Humidity also, um, if it's too humid, that can certainly impact your breathing, uh, nasal congestion, and disrupt sleep also. So uh, fabrics, 
natural uh, fabrics, nice and light. Um, your your duvet should be very light for the summer. Um, and some people, you know, they they maybe choose not to wear any clothes to bed, which is great as well. So um, keep cool and have a, a B plan for if you do wake up in the morning, or sorry, if you do wake up in the middle of the night, yeah. you could have a, a cold compress by the bed uh, and throw the sheets off. What happens if you are one of those people who goes to bed and then you're lying awake for ages? What should you be doing in that case? We don't want to build the association that the bed is a place I struggle in. So what we want to do is set a time. And I say the the very first thing, I mean, I've I've spent 10 years working with people uh, and helping them with their sleep. The first thing is don't focus on sleep. Mm -hmm. Because in my experience, the more you focus on sleep, the more elusive it becomes. So let's focus on relaxation and understand that it's normal to a large degree to have wake episodes. Okay, so focus on relaxation, your breath. Uh, you need to give your mind something to do because naturally it will gravitate towards worry or mm-hmm. the list of jobs I didn't get done today. Right? So we must... <laughs> this is the problem. That's when you reach for yeah. the phone and then you're gone. <laughs> you reach for the phone yeah. and then you're down the rabbit hole, yeah. right? So <laughs> the idea is do a visualization, do a breath work, uh, listen to a podcast even. That's fine, mm-hmm. absolutely. But it's, it's the scrolling that really activates the brain and the attention and the alertness, and that will prevent you from sleeping. So throw the sheets off, cool down, um, have your strategy, and then if if you can't sleep after a certain time period, it could be 20, 30, 40 minutes, get up and then only return to bed when you feel tired. In that way, the brain will build the association that when I'm in bed, I sleep rather than I struggle. There's almost that reset that you have to give it instead of just lying there willing the sleep to happen. Yeah, um, as I said, I, I mean, the more upset people get, it, it, it activates the stress response and the more they try and focus on I have to sleep, it's almost as the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. Is there a right amount of sleep that we should all be getting? There is a range because sleep is very personal. Some people can survive very well on six hours a night. Most experts will tell you seven and a half hours, which is five 90-minute sleep cycles. Okay. So when we sleep, it's not one continuous event. It's, it, it happens in cycles of 90 minutes. So we want to aim for about five cycles a night. Uh, and sleep regularity is just as important as going to bed at the same time, getting up at the same time. We love patterns. The brain loves routine. I think a lot of us have kind of started looking at apps and waking up and going, oh, I only got, you know, four hours, five hours, whatever it happens to be. And as you say, seeing that those periods in the night where you're kind of briefly waking up and then going back. Should we be looking at apps or are they kind of just making things worse? Is that almost like a bad habit? Generally, generally I'm a fan of kind of monitoring, but yeah. it will depend on the personality type. Okay. I don't want people to stress out when a device or technology is telling them they may wake up and feel good and then the, the device is telling mm-hmm. them they got very poor sleep. <laughs> Here's the thing with technology. It's the accuracy of the data. They're very good at telling us generally for awake or asleep, but the accuracy level really drops when it comes to sleep cycles and, and things like that. So they're only about 50% accurate with assessing sleep okay. uh, to that level of detail. So again, um, in a loose kind of manner, I would say, and don't don't be upset if, you're, if your device is telling you you're, you're not getting enough deep sleep or, yeah. or, or light sleep. Kind of take them with a pinch of salt. Absolutely, yeah, for sure.
So how can people find out more about you and, and a bit more about sleep? Yeah, uh, if people want to contact me, they can find me on my website, tomcoleman.ie, uh, or on my Instagram page, tomcoleman.ie. Also, you can drop me a message. I will get back to you. Excellent. Tom Coleman, thank you so much for chatting to us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me.